It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan? Brave the Wild is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and also the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you always for having me on board there. Sponsored by DraftKings and Raycons. Really cool. Really cool to be a part of all of this. Uh, thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. The sun is shining on a Friday morning, not a Thursday morning. Things had to change a bit with the snowstorm around these parts. It kind of lived up to the hype, kind of didn't. I mean, it was still a lot of work. That was the whole point. That's why I adjusted the schedule, plus the fact uh, Timberwolves' explosion is in the All-Star break, so I could be able to have the show this day and do a short, short, short Timberwolves' explosion on Wednesday before the, you know, the real work started for cleaning things up. So I had to uh, not do the show yesterday and do it today. So it actually adds another game, but I'm not going to make it a big deal other than Marc-Andre Fleury got a shutout. That was awesome. It's not going <laughs> to... As I'm going to try and be more and more topical on the shows than just flat-out game reviews. So it kind of is what it is. I'll kind of sort of do it both on the fly kind of as we go. Of course, again, fan interaction, previews, uh, the prospects and all that cool stuff. Prospect pool and the trades that took place. So it'll be a busy show. Hopefully not as much as me babbling, but more of... Just information that hopefully actually, you know, interests you for the most part, I would hope. Uh, the Minnesota Wild played four games this past week and won them all. It was the trades, you see. You know, we, we, we just went all in head first with a couple of trades. Head first. We got Ryan O'Reilly. We got the... Uh, we got uh, Orlov. We got all these. St- no, actually, we did. We facilitated trades. But yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, no, the Minnesota Wild, obviously, just playing generally better, less turnovers and such. Though Kaprizov almost had a turnover that cost us the game versus the Dallas Stars. That was a little scary for a minute there. It's kind of like from. <laughs> thank God for Gustafson again. Continued great play by uh, Philip Gustafson. Not the greatest game against Nashville. It's certainly not all his fault either. Kind of a sloppy one, but a dramatic and awesome finish. Um, and a great game by Marc-Andre Fleury after sitting three in a row, getting a shutout. His, you know, way up there, way up in the 70s now in shutouts for Marc-Andre Fleury. Amazing run for him and a resurgence by 
Ryan Hartman. So Ryan Hartman, you're starting to see a little bit of what you saw last year. Sometimes it starts by pucks bouncing off your chest or ribs or whatever. He had a couple of those. <laughs> one last week and one this week as well against uh, the Stars. So pretty cool. Really nice to see. <clears throat> or was that Nashville? Yeah, we'll come back to that. But uh, he scored multiple times against the Kings. And those were actual real goals. And it just feels so nice to see uh, Ryan Hartman playing better. And I guess it's going to work out for now having him on that top line. So might as well because Sam Steele has vanished off the face of the earth. He's been getting scratched. We've almost forgotten about him. You forgot all about me, didn't you? Well, something like that. Uh, it was a pitcher's duel. It was a goalie's duel. It was a very low-scoring hockey game, and most of these were, again, except for the national game. That was a burn burner, 4-3, to three, without having to go to OT. <clears throat> Sorry. Ottinger, excellent in net throughout the night, but beaten the shootout, Philip Gustafson. We had a, who had a not-so-good shootout a week ago, followed up by a better one, uh, but then had a good one this time around. Had a good one this and good one didn't have a... Okay, that sounded terrible. But <laughs> he faced 30 shots and only gave up one fairly late in the game, which was a little... You could see the disappointment on him, like, oh, damn, oh, there goes the shutout. <laughs> he had a couple of shutouts taken away, actually. This one here, again, Jamie Benn scoring midway through the third. Ever Zuccarello with a nice uh, redirect uh, on a good play by uh, Matt Boldy. Golgoski getting his third assist, and he's been playing a lot more than Kalen Addison lately, which has a lot of people scratching their heads. See, Felino, he had the stinger. He was hit on, like, you know, hit in the lower body area. Like that. It was actually the kneecap around there, so pretty scary there <laughs> with a puck, uh, you know, like a week ago. Kalen Addison's been scratched a lot. It's like, we need better. We need him to be better defensively. He's been good on the power play, but you got to do more than that, and blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, he's been insanely valuable on the power play. Sam Steele's been completely invisible, so it kind of is what it is. So all this Sam Steele hockey player by certain semi-popular uh, <laughs> Minnesota Wild, you know, alternate media, kind of like what I do, alternate media on Twitter, saying that Sam Steele's really special, you know, not special, but like, oh, he's legitimate and blah, blah, blah. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. There's a reason why he's being stretched. Um, plus, it helps that other guys are healthy, like Duhame, who was out forever. And Mason Shaw's playing all right. Unfortunately, most of those guys aren't scoring at all, except Duhame with a couple of goals this week. Good for him. Mason Shaw, Connor DeWer have forgotten what it feels like to score or get assists the last, you know, several weeks, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Kaprizov, Zuccarello, it kind of, you know, generally a good week, I would have to say. Boldy's been insanely quiet, though. He did get five shots on goal and did get that assist. I'd say the Dallas game was his best game this past week. Other than that, he's been he's been pretty quiet. Pretty quiet. Hoping for more and more from Matt Boldy. Uh, Brodeen's going to miss an, uh, an amount of time. He was put on injured reserve, so that stinks. But certainly not after this game. But you're seeing a lot of Alex Galagossi and John Merrill versus Kalen Addison out there one way or another. Neither one of them getting scratched for anything ever. Dumbo got scratched finally a few weeks ago, but since then, not so much. Greenway's been <laughs> Jordan the friendly ghost. If that, if even that, he's been invisible. And that's going to seem to continue until he's traded away for a third or fourth round pick, which would be insanely disappointing. But what are you going to get? What are you going to get for him? He's, <laughs> for lack of a better word, he's worthless. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of been worthless. Um, I know I'm offending the whole planet now. Jordan Greenway's worth, yeah, he kind of is right now. I, <laughs> if he was honest, he would say the same thing. If I was playing that way he was, I'd say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm worthless out there. I could be a hell of a lot better than this. Yeah, yeah, you could be. Um, somebody who's been phenomenal, though, again, Philip Gustafson. Philippe Gustafson, 
I really appreciate what he's done. And again, it was a great goaltending pitcher's duel type of game. It was Sandy Koufax versus Jim Cott. Luckily, Jim Cott came ahead in this one and all that. Uh, <laughs> and we move forward from there. Unfortunately, Sandy Koufax is not from Minnesota, but Ottinger is. So we'll go from there. The Nashville game, which was easily the feature presentation in terms of excitement. And now, our feature presentation. Was it the best played game? No, but it was exciting. It was exciting, and generally speaking. Um, and there was some drama late in the game. The third period, there were four goals scored. Kaprizov scoring really early. Roman Josi, midway-ish, midway-ish. Yeah, well, actually very late. Uh, very dramatic with the less than four, less than five minutes remaining. Nino Niederreiter. Yep, you're up three to one. And then there's that same old saying you can say it a hundred million times that oh that two goal lead is the, you know yeah the Wild led by two twice in this game two to nothing after Dehaime's first uh, uh, fifth goal first goal in a little while Kaprizov had a multi goal game Ryan Hartman getting assists and yes Ryan Hartman did not have two goals in this game but he did have one <laughs> which was obviously a beauty. I mean, really appreciate it. Well, it wasn't that beautiful, but it went in. <laughs> that's what matters. And that's what kind of game this was. It figures that a game would be won on a pa on a shot bouncing off the goalie and then off the chest of Ryan Hartman. Again, off of a shot. Off of a shot from Rodin. Off of <laughs> off of Soros and then off of Ryan Hartman. And not George Soros. Jo <laughs> Soros. Let's just go with that guy instead. I would hope. Nino Niederreiter had the game tying goal. GTG. Fun. GTG, yeah, with less than a minute left, figuring, oh, great. And, of course, Nito Niederreiter, who's, you know, yeah, oh, well, I have nothing against the guy. It's just he was kind of disappointing, honestly. I, I wasn't exactly weeping and uh, wailing when he was traded. It's just who he was traded for wasn't exactly the most exciting thing. When you consider Victor Rask and what he kind of was, even though he had some value on occasion, most of the time he wasn't good, and he couldn't skate either. He skated like he was trying to skate through a... Uh, a desert or something like oh this is fun uh no it's not fun it's not fun at all it sucks uh, <laughs> but yeah that's kind of what it was it was a ping pong goal for uh, ryan harman he also would get an assist on kaprizov's 33rd goal of the season again kaprizov still hanging around the, on pace for the upper 90s a little less than 100 unfortunately but what are you going to do about that at the end of the day? It's just kind of how it is. But an entertaining, fun, back-and-forth type of game, and it figures that it ended with a ping-pong type of goal, considering what type of day it was. Fun overall night for Minnesota Wild fans, generally speaking, to come out with a win and not give Nashville any points either in the process. Ryan Hartman would get two legitimate goals against the LA Kings, goals that look like a guy that can play, a guy that deserves to be in the top six, not saying Ryan Herman is a top six player, but he looks like a guy that deserves to be there right now on this current roster, in this current situation. And, well, if it's working, it's working. At least he's doing something. Because other people that have been in that position this season, you I don't need to name the names anymore at the moment, uh, there's a reason why they're not only not on the top line, but they're being scratched every night now. It, it is what it is. Uh, Kalen Addison, Sam Steele, scratched again, which I don't agree with one of them at the very least. Um, yeah, Keelan Addison's getting scratched every night now. Like, he's just, he's the seventh defenseman now. What, what is he, Brad Hunt? Like, seriously, all he does is, uh, all he does is score on the power play. All he, all Chris Carter does is catch touchdowns. Yeah, all Chris Carter does is catch touchdowns. That's kind of what this is turning into a little bit. Come on, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's going to kill anybody to put uh, Keelan Addison back in the lineup. Is he that bad? Is he that terrible? His plus minus is not good, but that's kind of, Part of development and stuff. 
kind of is. Uh, Adam Beckman looked like he had a nice goal off of the rebound, getting control of the puck and scoring to open up the, the scoring in the game. And unfortunately, it was waved off because Ryan Hartman, of all people, which is going to get him a uh, John James Shepard Memorial if he keeps doing it, just kidding, uh, preventing Adam Beckman getting his first goal of his career in the National Hockey League, and it would have been a good one. It wouldn't have been a bounce off the chest or some weird thing or uh, accidentally bouncing off his skate. Like, Kirill Kaprizov's first goal of his career was probably his ugliest. How it just it was almost like a soccer goal, almost. It was lucky... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're lucky that they didn't say it was a kicking motion. Because it wasn't. It just bounced off his skate, though. <laughs> Let's control the puck for that split second and went in. Um, Beckman's goal would have been a nice one. But um, basically, long story longer or long story short, Ryan Hartman just kind of was sliding and ended up going across the blue line a little bit too early and cost uh, Ryan Hartman a chance to score his first uh, Ryan Hartman. Adam Beckman a chance to score his first goal of his career which was freaking unfortunate, but it is what it is. Hartman would make up for it with a couple of beauties, and they would be both goals for Minnesota. Kopitar, this is the one where actually a shutout was taken away, just moments away, 21 seconds away for uh, from uh, Philip Gustafson. No shutouts this week, but giving up only one goal in two games and giving up three, unfortunately, versus Nashville in kind of a mess of a game. It was one goal for an extended period until about five minutes left in that game. Um... Amazing week by Philip Gustafson, and everybody's saying now that he needs to be the number one goalie, and I would not disagree with them. Even though Marc-Andre Fleury had a wonderful shutout, well, what the heck? That doesn't mean, uh, you know, doesn't mean Gustafson doesn't deserve to be a starter, and what the heck doesn't mean you can't have an incredibly good backup or 1A, uh, like 1B kind of goalie, so to speak. Maybe, you know, it's 3 out of 5 for Gustafson, something like that, 2 out of 5 for Marc-Andre Fleury, or is it 3 out of 4 or 2 out of 3, who knows? But I think Gustafson should be in that more than uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. And playoffs, if, if this was the start of the postseason, Gustafson needs to be the goaltender. It's plain and simple. Otherwise, we're probably going to lose in the first round. We might anyway because, well, I mean, we're winning every game 2-1 to one now because we can't score on a consistent basis. And freaking Iowa, God, they're losing every game 4-1 to one lately. <laughs> they can't score and their goaltending and their defense and this and that is dropping off. They're just not good right now at the Iowa Wild, and it's too bad. We'll talk about that in segment number two, but nice resurgence by Ryan Hartman, and we really appreciate seeing it because, well, I mean, somebody has to be that top-line center for now because we don't have a legitimate one, and he's, he's well, he's filling the role nicely. Ryan Hartman looks like an NHL player again, like a legitimately good NHL player again, <laughs> which feels great. Brandon Duhame would get a sixth goal of the season, thanks to Frederick Goodrow, Brennan Durham again, and it was a legitimate goal. That's the good part. It wasn't anything bouncy or crazy or anything like that. And Hartman would assist on Kaprizov's goal. Both goals scored in the first period, just about six minutes apart. But generally speaking, uh, great goaltending by Gustafson. Remember, he faced way more shots than did, uh, what was his name, Copley with the Kings. He was like 35 for, for, <laughs> for Gustafson and only 21 shots faced for Copley. But two goals for Hartman in this case. Marc-Andre Fleury faced 30 shots and stopped them all. And uh, Jonas Junis Corpiaslo, pretty cool name, faced 25 shots. Not the greatest game. This was not the funnest game ever, but solid. Just a solid win by the Minnesota Wild. Again, kind of keeping the puck away from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Certainly not a dominant win, but a solid win and really well goaltended. Well defended for the most part. Obviously, you're going to have lapses here and there. But generally speaking, a nice night for Minnesota. 
and you feel great winning four games in a row for the first time in quite a while. Because whenever we'd have a winning streak, it would end at three or less. <laughs> and the infamous three-up, three-down conversation would begin. Again, the resurgence by Ryan Harmon, but also a big thing and a big reason why the Wild have been winning games. They have stopped 22 uh, power plays now. Uh, they have 22 successful penalty kills in a row, which I think is freaking awesome. Really appreciate what the Wild were able to accomplish there. Uh, let's talk about the trades a little bit, even though they might not be the most exciting thing you ever heard of. But, I mean, what, what what's exciting these days? Not a whole lot. Um, or at least attempting to make trades. Of course, again, Dakota Burmist had a nice game coming up from uh, Iowa as well. So February 17th was the first one. Sorry for the delay here. Um, Ryan O'Reilly acquired to the minute was acquired by the Minnesota Wild, mostly for the whole cap, you know, freedom type of situation to kind of facilitate the trade to help the, you know, to, for the money to add up and such. Wound up with the uh, Maple Leafs and had a hat trick right away after having a very disappointing season. Uh, him being Ryan O'Reilly with the St. Louis Blues. Noel Asiari. Yep, so the Leafs acquire Ryan O'Reilly, no Noel Asiari, cool name, in a three-team deal with St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota Wild. The Blues acquire Mikhail Abramov, <laughs> Adam Gaudette, Gaudette, a first-round pick in the 2023 NHL Draft from Toronto, a third-round pick in 2023 from Ottawa, interesting, and a second-round pick in the NHL Draft from Toronto. The Wild acquire a fourth-round pick, again, for facilitating the trade, and also traded away. They're not showing him, but... Uh, Josh Pilar was included in the trade as well. So Josh Pilar is on his way out. Again, all season, yeah, he'd missed a significant amount of time. He'd been mildly disappointing. Looked extremely promising his first year with Minnesota as a part of the organization and the grapevine, so to speak, in the uh, in, in the juniors. But has been mildly disappointing. And, of course, again, in, injuries and such as well have not helped his cause. Right about a point-a-game guy in the junior level. But, again, so he's on his way out. And, the, and he was drafted in the fourth round. The Minnesota Wild will have a fourth-round pick from Toronto, which, unfortunately, will not probably be a very high fourth-round pick. But what are you going to do? New York Rangers acquired Vladimir Tarasenko. That's great. So St. Louis is unloading all the main guys that helped them win that Stanley Cup. They're starting over. New York Rangers get Vladimir Tarasenko. Yikes. That was on February 9th. Just thought that I would mention that. Kind of significant. I never talked about it on this uh, show. Let's try to look at some more major ones. Shea Weber. Wow, that's an old name, obviously, now. Arizona Coyotes acquired defense in Shea Weber. Uh, Shea Weber's probably like, oh, oh, that's nice. Fifth round pick from the Golden Knights. Interesting. Um, okay. Wait a minute. What the heck is this? It's, uh, okay, so... It says that Weber and a draft pick traded to Coy oh, Coyotes by Golden Knights. Okay, never mind. Anyhow, sorry, confusing a little bit. Blackhawks haven't done anything too crazy yet. Ongoing conversation about uh, Patrick Kane, possibly, that it might only take a second-round pick for Patrick Kane. So that could be kind of interesting. Uh, the other trade that the Minnesota Wild were involved with, Andrei Svetslikov, is going to the Bruins organization, anyway, into the Bruins' grapevine, so to speak, because he's in the KHL. Uh, the Boston Bruins acquired defenseman Dmitry Orlov and Garnett Hathaway. Garnett Hathaway, the former Calgary Flame. Uh, they were they were on the Capitals, Washington Capitals, of course. Three-team trade that included the Minnesota Wild, again, who facilitated the Bruins acquire forward prospect Andrei Svetlikov, who's got to be about 25-26 already. Capitals acquire forward Craig Smith, 
Not the former big, not the former Timberwolf. I know, I'm just kidding. You guys know this guy more than the former Timberwolf. Uh, the Capitals acquired Craig Smith, the first round pick in the 2023 NHL draft, third round pick in the 2024, a second round pick in 2025, a fifth round pick in 2026. Uh, no, okay, I'm just teasing you. The 25 is the right, is accurate. I'm just imagining it just keeps going. <laughs> Like the NBA, oh, they get seven second-round picks. Uh, 2078, second-round pick from the uh, Washington Wizards. Uh, 2020, a uh, 2079 second-round pick. A 20. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's about it, though. The NBA, they trade second-round picks like they don't count for anything. But um, yep, Svetlakov is on his way out. Minnesota Wild acquire a fifth-round pick in 2023. I thought when was the second-round pick for Minnesota? No, there was no second-round pick. Fourth-round pick, 2020. Five, geez. So the fourth round pick we got from uh, Toronto's 2025. Jeez, that's a little ways off. But this year, this one does go into this year's draft up and coming, which hopefully the Wild continue to do well in the draft, but hopefully the players actually pan out as well. That would help. Um, but yeah, Ryan O'Reilly, good start with Toronto. That old sugar high, like, I'm on a new team. Oh, let's go. And then a week later, it's like, uh, no, a week later, like a month later, he scores his second goal. <laughs> in three weeks. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm sure he'll do fine there. Probably just needed a new star. St. Louis just died, basically. Kind of like the Blackhawks. Patrick Kane, who's been absolutely great the past week, he's been unbelievable, is definitely raising his trade value in terms of, well, just, you know, people be, you know being more excited about willing to make the trade. It sounds like it is a second-round pick that it'll take, which isn't the end of the world. Second-round picks can be good, though. Obviously, we can name a lot of names, like Jason Zucker. I don't know, he's not my favorite player in Minnesota Wild history. But because inconsistency and kind of cocky, kind of a cocky guy, at least from what I can tell from a distance, he just had that look on his face all the time. Um, and incon yeah, inconsistent, injury prone. I could go on all day, but still a good player, a legitimately good player, though. That uh, is a top six type of guy. Um, sometimes <laughs> top middle six, mostly top six. Um, but second round picks do have value. But if you can get Patrick Kane and playing anything close to what Patrick Kane is capable of doing, you know, and you're already a decent hockey team, wow, let's go. Or a team that, you know, is good defensively and has a superstar, but might want to have that other guy, <laughs> you know, like another legitimate player, a veteran leader who's won multiple Stanley Cups. What the hell? It would be really cool to see Patrick Kane suit up for the Minnesota Wild. In fact, uh, Phil Mackey on the Score North's uh, Mackey and Judge show, of course, predicted that Patrick Kane will be uh, on the Minnesota Wild. The Wild will trade for Patrick Kane. Obviously, they're just kind of throwing out there. They put little predictions out there, and, you know, they, obviously they miss, and and they acknowledge that they miss. They do a batting average and all that. Like, oh, I'm batting 400, I'm batting 350, I'm batting 260, whatever the heck. And then a home run would be one that's, like, way out there. Like, LeBron James will retire with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Something like that. Or Sidney Crosby will be traded to the Calgary Flames. And then it actually happens. That's that's a that's a, That's a home run. So, or in hockey, that'd be a hat trick. <laughs> so, yeah, um, whatever it is, whatever it was. That was kind of the last week or so, and the Minnesota Wild facilitating trades because we have that temporary cap space this season to either acquire like a guy like a rental like Patrick Kane or facilitate other trades to get more draft picks or more prospects, potentially, at the end of the day, or unload certain prospects as well that you figure probably aren't going to have a future here like Josh Pilar, you could, you know, I was kind of, you know, I was intrigued by him at first, but you could tell the last year or so, I was like, 
uh, yeah, you know, Josh Pilar. Yeah, Josh Pilar's this, and he's missed half the season, and eh, he's not doing that great, and whatever. You know, that kind of thing. So maybe he'll get a chance with a different organization, as they say in Canada, and uh, see how things go. Uh, what trades might come? Again, Patrick Kane's always a possibility. There's always the chance. It sounds like Brock Besser and his agent are really trying to uh, really trying to put together a trade somewhere. And a lot of people think it could be here. So we'll see. Jordan Greenway, the chances of him getting traded are sky high. The only problem is his value is low. <laughs> Matt Dumba, same thing. You know, sky high. Chances of, you know, <laughs> of us acquire, you know, getting a whole lot for him are low. But you put pieces together, maybe... Coaches out there think they can find something to get the guys rolling again. I mean, Ryan Harmon looked like the kind of guy who was pretty much dead and gone. Now he's playing a lot better. Maybe his trade value is up. Maybe we trade Ryan Harmon. We package him somewhere. Which some people will think, well, he's actually finally playing well, and he's only making 1.7. Like, why would you trade him? We'll see. We'll see what happens. If if he's a sweetener for somebody that could be a hell of a lot better, well, why, why the heck not? And it's a, a feasible type of thing. Or it can get you some draft picks. I don't know. Because we're probably not going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Is that sacrilegious to say? I'm not sure. But at the end of the day, entertaining week, I guess, for the most part. I mean, it's great to win four games in a row. I'm thrilled about it. Hope all of you uh, that live in, in this general area, the upper Midwest, including in Wisconsin, it sounds like Derek had it stronger than we did. I'm not sure how many inches he got. But, yeah, it took a while for it to get going around here. I even did some DoorDash. I mean, I thought there was no chance in bleep See, when my job let us out early at 5.30, which is, you know, half of the shift, 5.30 p.m., because I work second shift most of the time, <laughs> and then catch up with the games, you know, later on, unfortunately. I wish I could watch everything live, but catch up with them later on in order to do the show. And um, obviously watch very closely, <laughs> as much as possible. And um, the last thing you would think, oh yeah, go doing DoorDash, right? Doing DoorDash when, you know, when your job's letting you out because of the weather and you're going to go do DoorDash. Yeah, actually I did because it wasn't that bad. It was like a typical snowfall with a little bit of wind. And then eventually it's like, okay, I think I better stop. It's getting a bit worse here. <laughs> and then, yeah, I didn't do too much anyway. And yeah, that's it's a... Not probably not something you need to know about anyway. It's personal stuff that doesn't apply to you. Uh, so at the end of the day... Great week by the Minnesota Wild. What does it mean? What will it mean? What are the trades up and coming? I guess we'll have to stay tuned. And we'll talk about that some more in segment number two right after this. here on Brave the Wild. We're playing the same three teams that I had put up anyway before when I thought I was going to do this show, uh, you know, with the four games up and coming because we're playing Columbus twice at the end of the day. So we'll still talk about the Blue Jackets again, even though they're they're not real good this year, of course. They're kind of possibly in the Connor Bedard uh, sweepstakes. So Connor and Connor, huh? Connor, <laughs> Connor McDavid, Connor Bedard. Hmm. Maybe the two best players in the NHL. In a couple of years, it's going to be Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid. McDavid will already be a veteran by the time Bedard is getting closer to his prime. 
because McDavid is like right in it right now. But uh, we'll see. Columbus Blue Jackets, Connor McDard's new, Connor Bedard's new home. McDard, McDavid. <laughs> Connor McDavid. Sorry. The Toronto Leafs of Maple Land are, uh, yeah, the home of Ryan O'Reilly now. We're happy for him. We're happy for them. And Yahoo is just sitting there doing nothing like it tends to do lately. Finally got going. I don't know what's going on with Yahoo lately, but it keeps happening. Toronto Maple Leafs are 35, 15, and 8. Second place in the Atlantic Division. A really, 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 really good team. Ila Samsonov, <clears throat> who's a fantasy-level goalie. Very good. Matt Murray's like a backup, basically. He's 11-5 and five on the season. 2.73. You certainly don't hear about Matt Murray as much as we used to. He's okay. He's not this stud. Uh, Samsonov's been wonderful. Three shutouts, 2.40 goals against average 20 and 7 on the season. Mitch Marner, Eminem, or whatever you want to call him. I don't want to say... I don't want to think about the rapper at all because I can't stand him. But uh, Mitch Marner, yes, yeah, great player. <laughs> so 30, 30, excuse me, 71 points in 58 games. William Nylander, 68 points, 32 goals. What a great season. Toronto looks good. We'll see what happens in the postseason. They tend to have these wonderful, wonderful regular seasons, and then it's like, here we go again. Out in the first round, out in the second round, out in the first round. Yeah, like they play Toronto. Uh, Boston has owned them in the postseason historically, so... If Toronto wins the Stanley Cup, they'll have freaking earned it, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. They haven't won once at 67. And I was thinking about that today. Like, yeah, we're playing Toronto, and uh, you think about history and all that, and they haven't won once at 67, and you think about how old the players are and how many of them have passed away from that time already. Players that have passed away that were on that team. It's kind of crazy and sad, you know? I mean, it's been that long since Toronto won a Stanley Cup. And it's on YouTube. You can see them win a Stanley Cup on YouTube. It does exist. It did happen. And they won quite a few Stanley Cups back in the day before that. But we're talking way back in the day. Um, Rasmus Sand Sandin, not Sandlin, but Sandin. Interesting. He was out for the 21st game against Buffalo, whatever that means. Matt Murray is on injured reserve, or has been anyway. Yes, that's why you see three goalies there. Uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Robertson. Surgery out for six months. Yep, as of December. <laughs> Okay, well, that sucks. Uh, Toronto at 7th in goals. The Wild are 25th. So stark contrast there. In goals, though, it's a little different. Wild are 9th. Toronto 6th. Samsonov, man, let me tell you. Uh, Toronto did beat the Wild 4-3 to on November the 25th. That would be Black Friday. I remember being pissed off that day. The Wolves lost to the Charlotte Hornets, who are one of the worst teams in the NBA. And the Wild lost to Toronto, which isn't as surprising. But still, both teams lost. Black Friday! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I lost them both. It was stupid. Um, power play, the Wilder, eighth. Toronto is fourth. Whew. And that doesn't surprise me, though. They're really, they're one of the upper echelon offenses, and they have been for years now. Penalty kill, the Wild are sixth. The Wild are sixth on the penalty kill. Remember how putrid and terrible the penalty kill was for the Minnesota Wild? Sixth in the NHL. There was a time, you look at, say, Toronto's 11th. Oh, they're way better than us on the penalty kill. We were like last, we were like 25th, we were 20th, we were 19th, and it just kept gradually getting better. And then when you kill 22 penalties in a row, 6th in the league! <laughs> so, yeah, we still suck on 5-5, five and five, but at least our special teams look special. Uh, 29th in penalty minutes, we still stuck there, but we're gradually improving that, very gradually. Toronto's 11th. And that's all she wrote. This is, of course, the season finale because it's just a two-game little ditty during the course of every season when you play the other conference. 
You know, Vegas has surprised me a little bit considering they've had so many injuries and Mark Stone plays like five games a season nowadays. It's just a shame. You know, he's had a lot of serious stuff going on. Toronto, 3-2 and two in their last five. They lost to Columbus 4-3, to three, beat Chicago 5-2, to two, beat Montreal 5-1, to one, lost at Chicago 5-3, to three, and beat Buffalo in Buffalo 6-3. to three. Impressive win there. But Buffalo is still on the outside looking at as talented as they are. They, they need a piece or two. Um, and there was an idea brought up by Declan Goff. I, I know some people like him, some people don't. I'm, I'm okay with him. I'm okay. He might not, you know, <laughs> he might not be, you know, the, the king of hockey knowledge to some people. And I can understand somebody saying that. I totally can. I like him okay. Now that I've got that off my chest. He proposed an idea, say, if we really believe the Wild aren't going anywhere, <laughs> trade Philip Gustafson. Yeah, trade Philip Gustafson, and you could maximize his value, get like a ton. Probably not a good idea, though, and Judd quickly said, no, I mean, it's it's, it's creative. It's a creative idea uh, where, say, like a Buffalo, maybe, like a Buffalo who's a pretty good team. Just imagine if they had Philip Gustafson. Yeah, just imagine. Buffalo might make a playoff run, maybe. But otherwise, I'd like the Wild to keep Philip Gustafson as long as we can, that type of thing, and he doesn't demand $10 million a year, which he's not going to, but just saying, <laughs> or a 10-year contract like Bob Brovsky, that type of crazy stuff, but uh, imagine. Um, Toronto's good for a reason. They score, they have good goaltending, and good special teams as well. So, Toronto, legitimate hockey team. The Wild are going to get swept by the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. Unfortunately, our winning streak ends versus Toronto. I could be wrong. I hope I hope I am. I hope I'm wrong. That's tonight. So it's a back-to-back. This is going to be Philip Gustafson tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Could be a very entertaining game. I got a feeling Toronto wins 3-2. to 3-2 two. to two victory. Most likely guy to score for the Minnesota Wild is going to be Ryan Hartman again. No. Matt Boldy, end your freaking drought. Matt Boldy, end your drought. Get two goals tonight. Two goals for Matt Boldy tonight. Ends his drought. But unfortunately, the Wild don't win. In my humble opinion, we get to play the Columbus Clippers. That's not the right team. Why is it showing the Wolves and the LA Clippers? This thing is stupid. I'll have to do it the old-fashioned way, huh? <laughs> oh, look. Okay, this thing is... I, I see what I did. I'm in the completely wrong thing to begin with. Um... Yeah, anyhow, we'll be playing the Blue Jackets again, which I'm sure a lot of us are excited about, because it probably will be a win. Elvis is one of their goalies, of course, but uh, Corpus, Corpus Allo, I just said it kind of good a little while ago, 3.1 goals against average, no shutouts by him or Elvis, who's given up 4.21 goals against the game. Elvis has been terrible, 6-15. and 15. Well, now, that's not too good there. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. I am really sorry. I can't help myself. <laughs> Tarasov is 2-9 and nine on the season. Yeah, they're not good, man. Johnny G, did you make a mistake? Or maybe Connor Bedard will be there and it'll be all, all, all be okay in a couple uh, couple years or a year or two. Um, Patrick Laney's a really good player, too. I don't know, but it's everyone else kind of like, who's this guy, who's that guy? There is a lot of that there. Though I might be just a total idiot saying something about a guy who's, you know, a good prospect going forward someday is going to be better, but I don't know. Another Sunday matinee. Why not win the game four to three, huh? Go out and win the game four to three. <laughs> yep, I think the Wild get four goals in the game. It's not going to be two nothing this time. It's going to be like four to two. I make that same score every day, but the Wild will win four to two. Cole uh, Stillinger. Yep, some of these are just like single games they didn't play. Uh, Gustav Nyquist will miss the regular season. Okay, so he's. 
he's gone. Brodeen is, of course, on injured reserve, which means more more of John Merrill and Alex Goligoski. Yeah, John Merrill and Alex Goligoski. Anyhow, <laughs> 31st in goal is Columbus. 31st in goals, 29th in goals against, which spells awful, awful team. 30th in power play, 20th in penalty kill, 14th in penalty minutes, and yeah, they're bad in everything except penalty minutes, I guess. Great. Um, Columbus 2-3 and three in their last five. Lost to New Jersey 3-2. Beat Winnipeg 3-1. Beat, uh, lost to Dallas in Dallas. Big surprise there, 4-1. Uh, no, no, no. They beat Winnipeg 3-1. They beat Dallas 4-1. That is a big surprise. Lost to Arizona in Arizona 3-2. And got shut out by uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Will Fleury be in net again? Maybe. Uh, Gustafson for sure with Toronto. Maybe put Fleury again against Columbus. Why the heck not? Maybe. Just for fun, I guess. Um, after that, hopefully Gustafson in the next game. We'll get to that shortly. But the Wild will win 4-2. Four to two, maybe four to one. Four to one, three three to one. Wild win three to one in this game. Uh, most likely guy to score. Let's just say Kaprizov, because I you just know he's going to. He's gonna score against Columbus. Kirill Kaprizov will score yet again. Will he have a hat trick in the game? I want to pick crazy stuff. It, it's fun, like multi goals for Boldy. Kaprizov with a hat trick versus Columbus, four to one win for the Minnesota Wild. Four to one win. Kaprizov with a hat trick. Which is something, you know, he's, he's, he's due for a game where he just blows up out there. You know, at at least, at very least, a three-point game. Two goals, one assist, something like that. Or one goal, two assists. But I'm going to go with the hat trick. Uh, there's your little parlay, so to speak, when you talk about uh, DraftKings and things like that. And I didn't do the ad. So, yeah, I should have done it at the beginning of this segment. Um, let's uh, try to do it now, right here. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Of course, NBA instead of NHL, but that's okay. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay. So there's your parlay. Kirill Kaprizov has a hat trick <laughs> against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Or Anthony Edwards scores 40 versus the Golden State Warriors coming up as well. How about that? Anthony Edwards with 40 versus the Golden State Warriors. There's, there's your same-game parlay. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Pretty cool. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, THPN. New customers can bet $5 in the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association with code THPA, THPN, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply, void in Ohio. So Columbus Blue Jackets fans, I'm sorry. See show notes for details. Details. Show notes for details, as uh, Marc-Andre Fleury might say. Yes. Um, I was talking about the Blue Jackets, but the Wild win the game. That's pretty much the bottom line. New York Islanders, this is going to be Philip Gustafson in that. At least I would hope so. New York Islanders, definitely an interesting team who's been kind of in and out. They've been hanging around the wild card. 30-24-7, fourth place in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, Sorokin's an awesome goalie. Everybody really appreciates what he can do. He's got five shutouts on the season. Five shutouts on the season. Incredible. Sabre percentage 9-2-5. Incredible. Yes, I said incredible like 50 times now, and I apologize. Uh, yeah, Brock Nelson, 58 points. Matthew Barzal, 
51 points. Anders Lee, lots of Minnesota connections here. Um, Simon Varlamov, who was the goalie for the the um, Colorado Avalanche in the 2014 series. He was the main guy there, young up-and-comer at the time. 10, go, uh, 10 wins, 10 wins and 7 losses, 2.82 goals against average, and he has a shutout on the season. Um, Noah Dobson, 35 points. Um, again, Brock Nelson, Anders Lee connected to Minnesota. Zach Parisi, ever heard of him? 15 goals. He's actually fourth on the team in goals. Fourth on the team. Um, or is he third? I thought he was third. Yeah, he is third on the team in goals, but doesn't get a whole lot of assists, which, well, whatever. Nine assists on the season, 24 points. Solid year for Jack Parisi, but nothing special. 61 games. The other Sebastian Aho with 17 points on the season in, 60, in 56 games, pardon me. It's a decent team, but it's really not a great team. Cal Clutterbuck, who's been around forever, obviously, yeah, you know, he's off injured. He's old. He's a third-line, fourth-line guy. He hits people and stuff and scores once in a blue moon. Eight points in 34 games. Bo Horvat acquired recently. Uh, we talked about it last week. From the uh, Vancouver Canucks, who are also unloading players like the St. Louis Blues and potentially the Blackhawks. We'll see. Four goals, three assists in nine games. Solid start for him. Not crazy, but solid, solid. It's okay, it's okay. Okay for Pillows, one game so far for the New York Islanders. It's a franchise that I've enjoyed, that I've respected forever. Um, they recently beat Winnipeg 2-1. to That's actually quite impressive, considering how good Winnipeg is. New York is 18th in goals, 11th in, in goals against. 28th in the power play, 6th on the penalty kill, 18th in penalty minutes. Their last five games, a loss to Ottawa 3-2, to beat Pittsburgh 5-4, to loss at Boston 6-2, to ouch, 4-2 win at Pittsburgh, and the 2-1 to win at home versus the Winnipeg Jets. Not too bad. I think a very winnable game, despite the fact their goaltending is incredible. This could be one of those goalie duos, and you want to have Gustafson in there if Sorokin's going to be a net. Gustafson's got to be a net. The Wild did win 3-1 to on January 12th. I think it's 2-1 to in this one. Wild went 2-1 to on the final day of February. We literally wrap up the month of February on both podcasts. February ends here with these two, and there will be no start. Next week will be all March, 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 in terms of previews anyway. Um, Minnesota Wild will meet Loaf this week. Two out of three ain't bad type of thing. We lose to Toronto, beat the Islanders, and beat the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, yeah, the Minnesota Wild went 2-1. to one. The guy that will score in the game will be Ryan Hartman. Ryan Hartman will, no, Zuccarillo will score against the New York Islanders. Um, the Wild went 2-1 to one in a victory over the New York Islanders. No crazy parlay with this one, but a 2-1 to one victory for Minnesota. So let's bounce around looking at the prospects. Dare I do that ASAP here. Let's start off with the European players or even, well, Brock Faber's missed a few games. Maybe I'll go with him super quick. But he has missed a few games. I believe he's back now, though. And the Gophers continue to be, you know, one of the best teams in the country. Been like ranked number one, number two, number three all season. Hopefully this is the year and the Gophers finally end the drought. Yep, he did play. That's what I thought. I, th- I thought I saw him out there, and he was pretty good, too. 20 points on the season, because, I mean, obviously, I see so many games, and I get mixed up, and it's been a few days since the last one. He's now at 17 assists. He had a, at least a goal. Yep, he did have a goal, which is a career high of three, <laughs> but 17 assists now also. Had a very productive week. He is now a two points in three games type of guy, or two-thirds of a point a game guy is Brock Faber as a defenseman. Pretty good. Uh, offensive numbers way up this year for the best team in the country, in my opinion, other than Quinnipiac, 
which would be an interesting uh, national championship game if the Govers and Quinnipiac were to face off in that one at the beginning of April. Well, we shall see, but uh, hopefully, really hope so. And Brock Faber, um, apparently, somebody that goes on, yeah, apparently, Judd of not or not Judd, not Judd, but Spoke Z of Judd's Buds is predicting that the uh, that Faber is going to stay with the Gophers. I don't know about that. He might, but that'd be interesting. I I don't know. That would probably mean they don't win the national championship, though, because I think if they do, he's 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 going to go. But I guess you never know. Maybe they would do their little quick dynasty. They win two in a row again. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, the show just came out. I haven't listened to it. I just saw the, the headline. That's his prediction. So, interesting. So, I'm just being honest about that, too. Um, now this whole thing is stopping. Liam Ogren. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, but... Who knows? <laughs> Ogren with 17 points in 31 games in that Swedish league. 31 games, 10 goals, 7 assists. Good for him, and keep it coming, Mr. Liam Ogren. Danila Yurov, again, a super young guy playing in the KHL. It's always impressive when you get guys that are like 18, 18 19 years old playing in the KHL. He's 19 now. He just turned 19 in the end of December, pardon me. Um, now 57 games, 5 goals, 6 assists, stuck at 11 points, which is fine. Looks like he has, he's had a little bit of action now back in the MHL. His numbers have gone up quite a bit. He's way more of, he's well above a point a game. Four goals, 11 assists in 12 games, 15 total points. So he's playing in the MHL now. Played a couple more in the KHL and their season's about wrapped up. But a little action in the MHL. We'll see what happens for you're off there. Looking forward to his chances to getting better and better. A lot of people really excited about him actually long term. Uh, Marco Rossi conversation ongoing about what he can do and this and that. I'm going to go to Husnadina first. He's now at 40 points, 40 points, and I do not think, I do not think Luke Cunning, if healthy, and I'm again not kicking a guy that's down because I de- devastated to hear about the ACL that did take place a, a while back, and I do remember hearing it, and then I blanked about it because well, it's a lot of players and a lot of things happening to a lot of players, unfortunately, um, and he's not on the wild anymore or in the organization, so to speak. Um, 63 games now for Merit Kuznadinov and 41 points in the KHL, which I think absolutely counts for something, especially considering he had 12 points last year. He had two points the year before because he was uber young. He was 19 and he was um, 18. 18 years old and only 12 games in the KHL, still managed two assists. At 20, 20 years of age, 20, 41 points, 11 goals, 30 assists. I don't think Luke Cunning would have done that. So anybody that was kind of coming at me about that, it's like, okay. Um, really appreciate and love what Huznadinov has done. And I'm going to keep saying that about so many players. And I keep saying, repeating myself like a fool. Uh, the Iowa Wild, that's kind of the other main thing when we talk about prospects. It has been a drought. They don't score goals and they give up goals. It's not been good. Um, they started the season terribly. They got way, 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 way better. And now it's like, okay, whatever. I guess not. Um, God, maybe it's maybe it's because Dakota Mermis is up here. Uh, it was one game, though. <laughs> I'm just teasing. He's actually been very productive for Iowa. And he's one of those nice, uh, you know, 28-year-old veteran, you know, leaders in the locker room. And he's a really good player, too, at the AHL level. And he's, he's good enough to be in the NHL, kind of, sort of. He's one of those kind of guys. He's kind of fringe. But, like, nobody's scoring hardly. And it, it's really sad. Uh, Sammy Walker, 42 points in 44 games. He's quieted down. Baton, up and down. You know, he's, he's generally a great AHL player. But even he hasn't been scoring much. Swainey's pretty much vanished for the most part. Sam Hentges had a second goal 
in the AHL. So good for him. He's now at two goals, two assists. Obviously, very late start to the season. Four points for Sam Hentges. Already started, but then was out forever. But all right, you know, he's well, he did come out of college, so he's not that young. <laughs> Keep forgetting. Yeah, he came from St. Cloud State. Um, they lost the national championship game not too long ago, right? Just like uh, just like uh, Minnesota uh, lost last year as well. Uh, Minnesota, not Minnesota, but Mankato State, Minnesota. Yes. Um, McIntyre, mm, he's been mediocre. Wallstead um, hasn't been as good. Volstead, Jesper Volstead. Yeah, but McIntyre's been mediocre. You know, I, I thought he would be a little better this year. But really, nobody has been all that great down there lately. Uh, Volstead's been decent, but just decent. 2.76 goals against average. Nothing you're going to get any awards for or write home about, that type of thing. But it's been quiet. It's been disappointing. Um, I don't know. Uh, at least Ryan O'Rourke now has 8 assists in 49 games. So he's, he's a gradual thing. He's getting a little bit better. He's not an offensive player anyway, that type of thing. Um, Giroux at 16 points in 47 games. He's a dark horse at best to make the NHL someday. Beckman obviously kept getting better and better. He did have a hat trick recently down there. Um, Walker still leads the club in goals. That'd be Sammy Walker. We'd like to see Walker and Beckman up here. A lot of people would like to see Rossi up here. But, or Rossi, excuse me. Marco Rossi. Marco Rossi. Rossi, yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's been around. Yep. Derek mentioned it also. Who was the other person? What Was it Russo? I can't remember. It was somebody around that time. But it's Marco uh, Rossi. So we're going to hear that, I'm sure, from uh, Joe O'Donnell when the time comes and he's up in Minnesota. And I'm sure they say that down in uh, AHL land as well. At least I hope they do. Just like Granlin and Gronland. It was actually Gronland the whole time. And all of us were like, why is Doc Emmerich saying Gronland? What's going on? you got to remember who that is. It's Doc Emmerich. It's not It's not a slappy from, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a slappy from San Diego, California, saying, I know everything about hockey. You know, that's Mike Modano guy. And, and uh, Nicholas Peden, <laughs> you know, Nicholas Peden and Michael Milne, you know, those guys? Come on now. Mitchell, Ch uh, Mitchell uh, Chaff. Yeah, come on. Come on, you dummies. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just teasing. But I'll move on. I'm acting like an idiot, and I apologize. Josh Pilar is no longer with the Wilds organization, but he is still not playing. Well, actually, he did. He finally played two games. He finally played two games again. For the Saskatoon Blades, yeah, he's going to still be in the WHL's same team and everything. He finally played a couple games, but no points. He was stuck at 12 games, 12 points for eternity. Um, not surprising, the two games back now is a member of, I believe it's Toronto, or no, it's St. Louis organization. He is not, uh, actually it's Toronto, I'm just crazy. Um, he's uh, probably not going to make it, but you never know. Maybe he will. Maybe we'll all be surprised one day. Um, Svetlakov, I never thought he would play for the Wild. Nothing against the guy whatsoever. I just didn't think he was going to be an NHL player. But he is now, well, he's having actually a pretty good season. But again, again, who's Nadinov? There I go back again. 41 points in 20 games, or uh, 41 points in 63 games at age 20, right? Svetlakov, 26. 27 points in 66 games, and that's a career high, folks. Career high. So, that's just how it is. Svetlakov, he's a different kind of player, but both of them are good at defense. They're both good defenders. It's got to count for something. So, Svetlakov is now moved on to the Boston Bruins organization. 
A lot of guys have moved on. This guy's gone. That guy's gone. Blah, 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 blah. I'm still looking at Philip Lindbergh. What the heck? I have to move on, unfortunately. Maybe Guskov will get traded next. I don't know. No offense to him, of course. Um, same with first off, you know, he's, yeah, he's gone to the uh, KHL, 25 points, 45 games. Has he been gone that long? That's weird. I guess so. That's been a while, hasn't it? Isn't that a son of a gun? It's been that long? But I guess it's the new contract type of crap. Um, David Hunt, Aurora, Ross, Rossi, pardon me, Benoit, why even talk about it, right? No, but he's on the Waterloo Blackhawks, one point in four games. That's all you need to know. It really is all you need to know. Pilar's gone. Kyle Mostas, again, huge step forward. Point-a-game defenseman, 9 goals, 43 assists, 52 total points. Steps forward that you can't even believe. Again, a guy to go from 14 points in like 60 games to 50 points in 50 games approximately. I mean, that's amazing. Obviously, a great, great run, and he's a right-shot defenseman. Ben Kier is a center, and he's well over a point a game. 28 goals, 30 assists in 42 games. Awesome, 50, 58 total points for him. Jack Pert. Jack Pert, who's closer to a point a game. He's already got Brock Faber-type offensive numbers. Is he as good defensively? Probably not. Probably not. But he's still also a wonderful player, obviously, who has a, got to, he's probably got NHL in his future. i got to think. Left-shot defenseman. Something we're going to need around here sooner than later. Because, well, we have a million right-shot defensemen uh, long-term, thankfully. So, and people like Brodine aren't going to last forever. And, yeah, <laughs> they're just they're just not. So, eventually, something's got to give when it comes to that. Uh, Ryan Suter's obviously long gone, and I'm okay with that. 30 games so far, tw 23 total points. College season's almost wrapping up, believe it or not. Then we get into the, the uh, conference playoffs and all that. Carson Lambos, I have a feeling he's going to get traded at some point, but we'll see. He's a left. He's also a left shot defenseman, very valuable. But still, he's at 43 points. He had a slow start to the season, but he's certainly been picking it up, and good for him. It's just he's it's, he's just he's not he's, he's not like dominating, but he's been good. He's been very good. So I can't trash on him anyway. That would be kind of dumb. Um, it's just funny to think in the same league though that uh, Kyle Masters is doing better. So it is kind of interesting. It's the WHL Western Hockey League. 43 points in 46 games. I, I think that means something. I do. Kyle Masters is somebody I would give a long look long term, I think. Volstead, we talked about him. Now we've uh, got to the Hunter Hate. Uh, the guys like Hunter Hate. Now 35 points in 30 games for the Saginaw Spirit. Still over a point a game because of the crazy start. 13 goals, 22 assists. <laughs> I always get a kick out of that. Um, Regar Lawrence finally had another assist. Congratulations. He's now at uh, 9 points versus 8. So good for him. University of Denver, the defending national champions, again playing in that bottom six, bottom four, bottom, bottom three, excuse me. Michael Milne's on Iowa because he's an older rookie. Ryan Healy stuck at eight points for Harvard, but at least he's finally playing again. He'd missed a bit of time. 27 games, not like he's missed a ton of time because it's college. They only play like 30-some, but eight total points for him. And he is a defenseman. Is he, is he right shot? Yes. Out of Chicago, Illinois, playing for Harvard. David Spechik. David Spechik. Again, remaining remaining close to a point a game, but again, has certainly quieted down from the hot run he was on for such an extended period and going into the World Junior Championships and all that. Um, certainly quieted since then, but he's still a plus 36. 42 total points in 45 games. Nothing to sneeze at. No doubt. He's still ahead of last year's pace. And a plus 36 is nothing to sneeze at. 
He's playing for the Sherbrooke Phoenix of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Zervek Petrovsky. He is definitely quieted down. Um, yep, the games keep happening and the, and the points haven't been, unfortunately. That's okay. Uh, he'll pick it up again. Again, he was. It, it's it's really cool to see guys like this. They'll really step it up in big moments and in tournaments and such. That's a sign that, that there's something there. That it isn't just about regular season and all that. But regular season counts for something. It's just postseason. When you see guys stepping up in like tournaments and playoffs and stuff like that, it's really encouraging. So we'll see, Petrovsky. We'll see if he's a Got a shot, obviously, long-term, someday. And, and, you know, next year, next year. Yeah, right. It'll be like, Joey, he's not going to be on the wild next year. I, I know, I'm just teasing. <laughs> nope, don't. <laughs> it would be, that would be a story. That'd be a huge story. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of these, the last two drafts are going to be on the wild next year. The only guy who might see a game or two is, is Jesper Volstead for the heck of it. Um, Josh Pilar is going to skate for Toronto or St. Louis, whichever one he wound up with, <laughs> and he's going to have a hat trick in his first game. Just, just you watch. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I don't know if he's ever going to play in the NHL, but if he does, more power to him. Uh, Marshall Warren and Akita Neskarenko. I almost forgot about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Marshall Warren's certainly been buried in the wild depth charts of prospects. Unfortunately, we don't really think about him much. Uh, his numbers are way down. You know, down to only 11 points which is actually what he did in his junior, or excuse me, in his freshman and sophomore year. He had a nice sophomore jump, and a uh, junior jump, pardon me, and as a senior says, definitely slowed down. But Boston College is certainly not one of the big uh, clubs in college this season. Nikita Nesterenko, he's ahead of last year's pace. It's a career high. He's a junior, 10 goals, 17 assists, all career highs so far in his collegiate career, and he is a junior. A uh, Russian guy coming out of Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. So... We shall see what happens with uh, Nikita Nesterenko. With that, we'll take a quick break and head into fan interaction. Head first. back here on segment number three, fan interaction, fan interaction segment. So first we're going to jump right into Raycon so I don't mess that up again, or at least attempt to. I thought I had it up and ready. Here it comes shortly. <laughs> Apologize. Bouncing around here. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. <clears throat> so yeah, <laughs> New Year's resolutions, we always talk about doing this, doing that, losing weight, spending less money, and then we end up kind of doing it and kind of not doing it. Uh, I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. Yes, like, you know, eating a tiny bit less, uh, exercising a tiny bit more, and you can do it in increments, and actually it, it does work that way. In the same way, though, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is a premium audio. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. And I really enjoy my Raycons very much. I use them at work. I've also noticed that uh, they're very valuable, say you went outside shoveling and you're around a lot of noise, like snowblowers and such, because they cancel out a lot of background noise and you can hear everything. You can hear Brave the Wild. You can hear uh, Michael Russo or whoever. Or you can hear 
something, uh, some classic music from the 1980s or early 90s. Most of the stuff after that I don't recommend, but uh, yeah, that's not... <laughs> Raycons are wonderful, though. Good quality music and canceling out noise. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yep, Raycon, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, so you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair, and a spare. You like how that rhymed? And <laughs> still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options. See, that's pretty good. <laughs> Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Absolutely nice. Uh, three customizable sound profiles. Earbud tap functions, noise isolation, which I always talk about, awareness mode, custom gel tips, yep, that's important, very important for the perfect and most comfortable ear fit, crystal clear call quality, yes, water resistant and sweat resistant, everyday earbuds or everyday speakers, hours of playtime, ready to buy something small with a big impact, go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. Do enjoy. Do enjoy like I do, and I am not making it up. <laughs> that is real. Um, as for fan interaction, I'm going to try my best to get as much as I can. Sometimes I miss people's uh, comments and such, and I feel super bad. But generally speaking, I appreciate it when people put hashtag BTWMN. Sometimes I can't get to everything in the notifications because of that reason. And, I don't know. It's a pain, but that's just the reality of it all. Uh, yeah. This was... Yep. Okay, I'll keep going. A lot of stuff has happened since last week. Jeez. Da-da-da-da-da. Gus and Kuznadinov. Don't... Have that's an ad. Dan Minnesota. Minnesota says... Yep. <laughs> and this was the same day. This was the same day of last week's show, and I missed this. And I'm so mad at myself, but I can say it now. So a week ago at this time, according to Dan Winnesota, a week ago, well, last Thursday, not this, not just yesterday, <sighs> OTD in Minnesota Sports History, 1993. Yep, on this day. Yep, uh, that would have been February 17, 1993. Norm Green travels to Dallas to meet with city officials and begin negotiations to relocate the North Stars. Yep, and I, I believe I retweeted it. Yep, uh, Star Tribune, you could tell that Star Tribune. Norm, North Stars owner Norm Green said Dallas would be a great, uh, be a good market for an NHL team and plans to have more conversations after meeting with city and reunion arena. Remember that place, officials, most of the day Tuesday. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, here, well, let's talk about the... Uh, this is interesting. Um, Green has talked with St. Paul representatives about playing in the Civic Center. He has also attempted to work out a deal with Timberwolves owner Marv and Harv. Yeah, those... Uh, I don't like them any more than I like Norm Green because they tried to sell the team, the Timberwolves, to New Orleans, and they just would not work with Norm Green with the uh, advertising and stuff. So I think Marv and Harv are as bad as Norm Green. I really do. They helped push the North Stars out, and they sold the team to an uh, ownership group in New Orleans before the NBA said, nope. And then, thankfully, Glenn Taylor rolled in. So a lot of people were like, oh, it would have been better if they left. No, it would not have been better if they left. 
all of you that worship Kevin Garnett like he's some kind of god, which I don't, um, I really don't, uh, he would have never played here. He would have been on the New Orleans whatever they would have been. The New Orleans Howlers or the, the Pelicans eventually, whatever they would have been. Um, to play in Target Center, Green said eh, the offers in both cases were disappointing. The talks in Dallas have been very encouraging. We will continue to pursue our efforts to generate the revenues we need. We will continue to look at all our options, including Minnesota. Oh, thanks for including us, Norm. Thanks. But anyhow, yep, thank you, Dan Minnesota, for getting that out there. Love that guy. Here we go. Uh, Derek Felska. Yep. You know, I didn't even mention... I feel like a total jerk. The end of the first segment. I knew I was forgetting something. The Mike Madonna Award goes to Ryan Harbin. I am sorry, Ryan Harbin. You deserve it. It's been a long time since you had one of those. The uh, Johnny, the James Shepard Memorial is Jordan Greenway again because he's just invisible and crappy. Um, and so we're going to talk about Jordan Greenway here according to Derek Felska. Uh, he's saying, oh, Jordan, this is Jordan Greenway talking. Yeah, it's probably a down season for me. And then Derek says, probably. Yeah, you wouldn't want to get to get too down on himself because he might somehow be even worse or more irrelevant as he has. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> I just love that look on the face there of the, uh, the, the gif. <laughs> my mind is completely blanking. Like I know who that is. It's like the most obvious name. I know who he is. My mind's just quiet here. It'll probably pop in my head as I'm continuing. Derek Felska says, what was your favorite Ryan O'Reilly mo uh, memory? Did you get, did the Wild get enough for doing the Maple Leafs a pretty big solid? I'm like, I, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, uh, we probably should have gotten maybe a third round pick. I don't know. But maybe you can only do so much. Uh, we moved on Josh Pilar. I don't know. Maybe by some miracle he'll pick it up. Um, Derek says, I'm sure this is again Derek Felska at Crease and Assist and the Crease and Assist podcast as well. Crease Assist podcast. Uh, hashtag Crease Assist. When you tweet him. Hashtag Reese Assist, where you can get his, uh, yep, you can you can get on his show, just like hashtag BGWMN with this one. Always put hashtag BGWMN in for his hashtag Reese Assist podcast. Yep, it's awesome. Um, it's a really, really, really good show, by the way, him and uh, Kalisha Townsell. Derek Felska says, I'm sure the departure of prospect Josh Pilar will really shake up the Minnesota way of locker room. Jordan Greenway will take will take it as a second kick to the ass this week, and I, I'm sure, I hope he does. He should. Yep, and then I uh, hashtag the trade. Derek puts up a uh, put up a poll uh, a few days back and said, uh, if the Minnesota Wild managed to make the 2023 playoffs with their current roster, how far do you expect this team to go? Stanley Cup Finals, Conference Finals, beyond the first round, one and done. I meant to say one and done, but I bumped beyond the first round. Conference Finals got 1%, Stanley Cup Finals 1.9%. Second place beyond the first round, 14.4, and a dominant landslide for one and done, 82.7. But it's close, probably closer to 83 because that was my vote. So, yeah, and I apologize for screwing that up. I was saying, just an FYI, the next episode will most likely be recorded and released on Friday versus the usual Thursday because I need to help with the snow shoveling. Yes, I did. My parents are, you know, pushing 80, so it's like they needed help, of course. They still were out there, but couldn't do as much as they might have in the past. Yep, so here's where we get a bunch of responses. Derek Felska says, if Minnesota goes on a winning streak, will will the Wild, will Wild GM Bill Guerin add a top six player at the deadline? Will, be, will you be willing to give up a Rase, who's Nadinov, Ugra, Ogren, <laughs> Yurov, or Lambos at the deadline to make it happen or not? Lambos, yes. Um, and I'll get back to that. Dan, 
Dan locally, Dan Danielson says no, but I'd be willing to part with a second round pick for a top six forward. Hmm. You might have to give up more though. We'll see what Derek. Yeah, Derek was saying that too. I'm not sure a second round pick would be sufficient. KFAN girl says hearing some steam about uh, Brock Besser. Yep, not Brock Nelson, but Brock Besser. Yep. <laughs> if they could afford to bring, uh, if they could afford him, big if. What do you think of Brock? I mean, obviously, I like him, but yeah, like Darius says, too fragile for me to want to give up picks and prospects for him, and only to probably be a rental. Nah, not for me. And it's an image saying hard no. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I understand. Uh, Morty says no. Steve Snyder. Yeah, this goes on for a bit. Steve Nutter says, no, hang on to the prospects. No cup run this year and probably not for the next few years. See if you can develop those players for a call-up to the big club or as collateral for a trade in the next few years. No need to reach for a rental. Would be a complete waste. Yeah. Off the beaten path. Should leave the prospects alone. All of them. Okay, all right. <laughs> Mike says, that'd be a Moco V 65 says, if GM Bill Guerin is smart, he will realize they're is not much he can do for this team until the uh, until the uh, Parisian suitor paydays end. We already lost Fiala. Why give up more? Good, good thoughts. Yep, good thoughts there. Yep, uh, those are good. Nice, very cool. Um, Lambos, I think I don't think Lambos is going to play for the Wild. I, I just have a feeling he is going to be a trade ship at some point. That's my belief. Uh, he's the most likely to be gone. Unfortunately, I think Kalen Addison might be gone too. A lot of people believe that. I think Lambos is probably going to be gone. I think Huznadinov suits up for the Wild. Uh, Rossi is probably the second most likely to get traded. Probably. Ugrin and Yurov, it's a little too early to say. Derek Felska continues saying, are the Minnesota Wild treating Kalen Addison unfairly, or is it trying to get him to pay more attention to his defensive game? Do you think Ellis Galagosti is just as good on the power play as Addison? As Anthony Lepanthus suggests. No, that's a... Yeah, Anthony Lepanthus is crazy to say that. Yeah, see, a lot of people were annoyed with what Anthony Lepanthus said this past week. No, uh, many years ago, probably. Goligoski was a pretty good player. Years ago. Now, no. No, no chance. I'm not seeing it out of Goligoski probably ever again. Um, Lepantha, and I, I don't think either of us are huge fans of Lepantha either. I'm here, Derek, but maybe I shouldn't be talking... Out loud too much about that. That's for Derek to say. <laughs> Hunter says, I think, and it's not Hunter hate. No, I'm just kidding. Hunter says, I think Addison is sitting because he's going to get traded. That, you know, it could, it could be. Derek Velsica says, perhaps trying to save themselves the expense of extending him. It is a possibility. Interesting. Yeah, these are some good conversations. Look, there's one last reply. Hunter, yep, jumps in again. That, and if he's not going to play defense, then what's the point? Yeah, if he's an absolute utter liability, like, say, uh, Mike Riley was, which I was a fan of, and then I wasn't very quickly, because his offense wasn't that good either. Riley certainly did not become that guy. Good thoughts. Danila Yurov, as the lightning round continues, Danila Yurov, this is Derek, Danila Yurov is getting the Huznadinov treatment, where the KHL seems to be using him rather fleetingly. Yes, yes. Do you think he'll cave and sign a KHL extension in order to get more playing time? Should the Minnesota Wild try to step in and get him out of there? That would be really cool. <laughs> that would be really cool. I hope they do. I think that'd be great, because otherwise we're not going to see him for a while. Um, Morty says, yes, bring him over. Tony Perky, Perkle, sorry, sorry, Tony. I really, I'm really sorry. Tony Perkle says, 
if he has any English-speaking ability, get him over here. The culture change might be a bigger issue than the hockey skills slash talent. Nice, 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 nice. I like that. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. I think it'd be really cool if the Wild could uh, jump in and do that. If they have the ability to do that and to convince him to come over here on a, on a ELC, as they call them. Derek Felska says, with all the snow, as the lightning round continues, with all the snow that the Great Lakes states have received the last few days, yeah, which is quite often, right? There is something about the Great Lakes and snow effect, lake effect. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. It's pretty cool science stuff. Again, with let's start where Derek said again, with all of the snow that the Great Lakes states have received the last few days, what video game is the best snow or ice level, <clears throat> has the best snow or ice level in your opinion? Well, way up there when it comes to crazy amounts of snow, it might not be the most interesting game or interesting level to pick, but the Himalayas and DuckTales, um, that's one I've certainly done on Video Game Flashback, free plug there, or shameless plug there, Video Game Flashback Retro Gaming Podcast, uh, Himalayas level because when you try to bounce with your cane, Scrooge just goes, whoa, he falls into the snow because it's so deep. So that's an interesting way to think about it with the Great Lakes amount of snow. Um... There's probably a lot of much better uh, snow and ice levels. Obviously, Iceland and uh, Super Mario Brothers. That is just an absolute classic. Absolutely love that one. It's at level 6 in Mario 3. Super Mario 3, I hope I said that. Um, so, th those are two that stand out to me right away. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, and again, the deepness of the snow in the Himalaya level in uh, DuckTales. If I think of another one that pops in my head here, I'll, I'll get to it. Uh, Derek says, if the Iowa Wild failed to make the playoffs, do you think Tim Army's job could be in trouble? Maybe. Maybe, because it seems to be a trend. They haven't been good. They really haven't. And when they make the playoffs, they don't do anything. Maybe. Maybe. It, maybe maybe it is time for a change. I mean, I, I like the guy, personally. I love I love when he's on the radio and, uh, you know, podcast or whatever. I, I love him. But if if they need to make a change, I, I, I guess so. Maybe it's not working, because seems like it's the same thing every year. Just mediocrity. Because um, we supposedly have this great prospect pool, and there's a lot of prospects on that team. So, I don't know. Mike, uh, okay, I read that one. Yep, because I was in that group, you know, when I was responding. But thankfully, Mike, uh, hashtag PDWMN, really appreciate that. And I was saying, snowed in. Yeah, <laughs> snowed in. Let's talk Minnesota Wild, tag it, blah, blah, blah. Yep, I think uh, these will all be on the list, so I'll just continue. Scott Forner says, The Wild don't look like a team that can, do, can go on a serious playoff run this season, and it seems even less likely the next two seasons. Yeah, because of the cap, it's going to be slightly worse than ever. This year we have a little bit of a thing where we could rent a guy or facilitate trades and get draft picks. Yay. <clears throat> draft picks in the mid-to-late rounds. Hopefully we can go higher than that. How concerned are you? that by the 25-26 season, 97 will be ready to bolt for a team that he thinks can win. I'm concerned, sure. I'm, I'm concerned. It's, it's, the whole thing is really bad timing. It, it is. It's extremely unfortunate. The hope is that um, some of the young guys can really uh, jump up. Tim Hayen responds, saying, you have to sign him before that? Yes. If the Wild organization allows Kay Calder to start the 2020, uh, the 25-26 season... Part of me, I'm trying not to cough to death. It's not your fault. I'm dry cough here. The last year of his contract without any extension in place, the organization deserves to be fired into the sun. Yeah, that's why it is imperative the organization tries to make him happy now. 
Yeah, I think that's exactly. I think you're. I think that's a bullseye right there, Tom. A bullseye. And great question, Scott, too. Because that is a huge concern. Yep, so I, I feel you completely there. Steve Snyder says, As reported, the Wild have a deep prospect pool. Our decor at the NHL level besides 46. Yeah, baby. Yep. Spurgeon, Middleton, and Brodine is pretty poor. They, they, they are, which is kind of weird, isn't it? It seems like yesterday was great. Why not bring up some of the young D-guns and prep them for the future? Can't be any worse than what we're rolling out with Goligoski, Merrill, and Dumba, right? Number two has potential. Yeah, that would, of course, be Addison. He should be, yeah, yeah. He should be playing regularly. I mean, he's been only on the third pairing anyway. Dave Johnson says clueless. So are you calling the Wild clueless, or are you calling uh, Steve Snyder clueless? I hope you're not calling Steve Snyder clueless. No, well, neither is necessarily clueless, but <laughs> um, some of the D guns are too young. That's the one fear. But it's like surely we can do better with Go than Goligoski, Merrill, and Dumba. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, those guys are not good. Uh, Goligoski just—he's not good anymore. Merrill—I don't know if he ever really was good. Like for little stretches here and there. And Dumba—I I don't know who he is anymore. You know, it's kind of sad. And I hate saying that because he was really good for uh, a time years ago, but. Not anymore. Jay, great question. Uh, Steve Snyder, or excuse me, Jay Bushy says, do you think uh, Addison and Greenway are packaged for a trade to bring in Besser? It's possible. Because that, that, like maybe Addison is some kind of sweetener. It's just that the sucky part is, yeah, he's one of the young guys that's already in the NHL. The others, they're just, they're not there yet. That's the problem. Like Auroric, 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 pardon me, Damon Hunt, guys like that. They're not ready for the NHL. And you'd like to believe they're close, but are they? I don't know what's going on. If that's Tim Army, just, I don't know, it's not working. Or they're just kind of slow to go, or they're super young. Not sure what to say about that, but I don't know. Besser has missed a significant amount of time. There is that possibility, but, you know, the whole thing is, it's a tough go. I think, uh, let me click on this real quick. I think this is the same one I read. Ah, uh, yep, that was the one where Tom Hand jumped in. So that's good. Brian Herrera says, how likely is Gus going to take over his number one goalie and get the vast majority of the rest of the starts? With the way they've managed this team, unlikely in terms he's going to get like a vast majority, but maybe a slight majority. A slight majority. It's unlikely they're going to just completely like put uh, Flurry down to like one every five, four or five games. But maybe every, maybe two out of three or four out of three, four, four out of, three out of four would sound even better. Sorry. Three out of four for Gustafson. I hope they go in that direction. I certainly agree with that, and I don't disagree with the thought of uh, what's his name dropping off. Old what's his name uh, dropping off. That would be uh, that would be um, <coughs> flurry, like not getting as much time. But then when he does play, he's real good. Dave Johnson here he is says, uh, "Are the Wild interested in pursuing uh, U of M uh, University of Minnesota Mankato State?" Jake Livingston, once the NCAA season ends, looks like there was a response or two. Derek replied, and then Dave Johnson simply says, my bad. Was there a response in there? Surely there was. Why did he say, my bad? Maybe he's thinking that, yeah, there must be a reason why it won't happen. Um, interesting. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Weird. It's like there's no actual response to him that he'd say, my bad, but okay. Um, 
Okay, I just read that one, and then there's the trade. Yep, the trade with Hathaway and all them. Uh, I'll dig around in uh, notifications a little bit, just in case. I think this is everything, though. Yeah, and the, the retweets. As I should acknowledge people that retweet the most recent show, or even the, uh, the bat signal that I put out. Who retweeted the most recent show? Yeah, there's ongoing conversation. Yeah, Tommy Ian was saying snow is awesome when I said about snowed in, you know. Um, okay, yep, there was an ongoing thing. Um, yeah, where Derek was saying he's not sure a second-round pick would be sufficient when Dan asked about a second-round pick for a top-six forward. And then Dan responded with, this team may not look like a Stanley Cup contender, but if you look at the 18-19 Blues on February 21st, they were 31-21 and 21 and caught uh, caught lightning in a bottle with their goaltending. It'd be very dis disheartening if Garen didn't at least try to make a playoff uh, push for a team in the playoffs. Derek says, I don't think we're anything like that Blues squad. Yeah, I mean, they had a number one center named Ryan O'Reilly, who was, yeah. I mean, there was a big deal when they got him. Um, Derek said there isn't anything... There isn't enough secondary scoring to make me feel this team is anywhere near a contender, even if you had a top six forward. Yeah, that's that's a big problem. It really is. <clears throat> I, uh, yeah. Feel you there? Come on. Oh, it's not showing everybody. Oh, that's so dumb. Okay, yeah, well, we'll get back to that. Dan was saying, at this rate, the 22-23 Wild are trending to score 234 goals this season. The 18-19 uh, Blues scored 244. I think a game-breaker or two plus hot goalies would do more for this team the fans than the fans believe in a wide in a wild wide open West. Derek says that's all relative. Goal scoring is probably ahead of 2018 pace. Dan says I don't disagree with, uh, with you right now. As the Wild are built today, we're very top heavy with zero bottom nine nine scoring. Yeah, we're four and zero. Oh. We're a four zero first round exit with this team. Yep. And then there's Tony Perkle. <clears throat> I agree 100%. Ride or die with what they have and use cap space to get more picks. Bill Guerin has to know they aren't complete enough to realistically compete for the Cup. We will wrap up Fan Interaction and the show with that. Major shout-outs to M&W Young Guns, M&W Prospects. Obviously, um, Pavel Bennett coming out of Chechia. Justin Baki, Sound the Foghorn Podcast. Um... Brandon Quast, also a great guy with the MNW Prospects. You guys do an amazing job. MNW Young Guns, MNW Prospects. Of course, the Minnesota Wild Global, Scott Cavendish, David Costick, Chance Costick, Kathy Mayne, Michael Fick, Chad Walski, <laughs> you know, some great people. David Abraham, great, great, great page. Really appreciate every one of you. Uh, Pablo Bennett's a huge part of that one as well. Um, <clears throat> Minnesota Wild Nation, Patrick Turner coming in out of Florida, which have become a huge part of this show as well. Thank you so much, Florida. Apparently, Iowa's jumped up as well. So, hello, Iowa. Apparently, Iowa listens to Brave the Wild, and it would make sense. There's there's the Iowa Wild, so I suppose it shouldn't be a huge surprise that Iowa would listen. And hello, Iowa. Love your team, and uh, love, love our prospects down there as well. Uh, I hope you're enjoying uh, the Iowa Wild as much as we do, and it must be great to be able to go to those games as well and see some of those players. I wish they would play better, though. That's a major complaint at the end of the day. We'll see what happens if they make a coaching change. Maybe they will. We'll see. I personally like Tim Army, but if they have to make a change, then it is what it is. 
Uh, I think that's about it. Other than, please uh, feel free to call into the show if you like. Uh, via audio submission, what you do is you pick up your smart device. Any free voice recording app on the planet will do. You basically turn it on, like record, and treat it like a phone call. Then you hit stop and save it and share it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. That would be greatly appreciated. I would then convert it into an MP3 file. Thanks to, I think I have a new one now that I like more <laughs> than I have lately. Um, wish I could see it. It was here. Now I don't see it anymore. Oh boy, I messed up. It's not showing. Okay, M4A to MP3 Cloud Convert. I tend to like that one more than Zumzar, but Zumzar is recommended as well. It hasn't been working as well lately. M4A to MP3 Cloud Convert. That one works really nicely as well. Otherwise, there's Zumzar.com with a Z. With that said, thank you always for listening to the show. Please do a positive rating somewhere, somehow, if you can, on any of the apps. Really appreciate those of you that have. Get your Raycons. <laughs> download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, of course. Uh, have a wonderful week. Go wild, and we'll see what happens. Go trade deadline. Mm-hmm.